I'm gonna keep doing it until I'm not shitty. I guess it's just one of the more interesting things. I must do art. So if you want to learn how to do anything, you just have to do it. Expressing yourself can be really difficult. Hey guys, you're listening to um, uh, Andreas Talks Art with your host, Andreas Kramer. It's the wild, wild west out here. I'm trying to hunt down all the artists on their creative pursuit. Art is this expression of human imagination that drives the process of introspection and contemplation that creates a limitless potential of creativity. And in the end, it's not about the art. It's about the mind and the soul that turn their imagination into a reality. So what does it mean to be an artist? And more importantly, what does art mean to you? Yo, yo, what is up, guys? We are back with another episode of Andreas Talks Art. Oh, yeah. And today, I got a special, special episode for you. Yeah, so so what I have for you today is a throwback to all the guests who have sat down and talked with me. And it's thanks to all these wonderful, amazing souls that I've been able to make this show. And it's through the passion they have for their art, for their craft, for their creative outlet that has driven this show and has driven me to create this show. So this episode is going to be all about passion and passion it takes to be a creator. I've had a good variety of creators on this show from painters to fashion designers, artificial intelligent artists, to music producers, to plain air painters, to sculptors, to writers, to digital artists, traditional artists, photographers, videographers, and I've learned a lot from everyone who I've had on the show, and that's what I want the show to be about. I want it to be an outlet for creators of all kinds to come together and spread their knowledge, and from everyone to learn and grow from it a little bit. So let's just get into this episode. First off, we're going to sit down with Abdil, and he's going to tell us what passion is. You realized it? Like, it's crazy because passion, people think passion is like, oh, he likes doing that. No, a passion is, I'm shitty at this. I don't like being shitty at this. I'm going to keep doing it until I'm not shitty. Yeah. That's all it really is. That's a passion. It's it's really just not liking to be shitty at something. Because there's it. a lot of things that I don't care if I'm shitty at, like cooking. Like, I try and cook, but I don't really care if I'm, I'm not no, passionate I'm not, about I'm not trying to be no uh, Gordon Ramsay. Is it you Gordon know? Ramsay? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Who's the chef? Gordon Ramsay. Oh, okay. Because there's Dave Ramsay with the money. That's why I get confused. (laughs) All right. Thanks for that appeal. Appreciate it very much. Next, we're going to talk with Evan, and he's going to talk a little bit about what he loves about art, because passion and love go hand in hand. So take it away, Evan. I just love the idea of just making art with whatever, because it's not about what you get. It's not not about, like, if this will stay. I think it will stay, though. Forever. (laughs) You know, like... Yeah, it's no, just about sharing sure. it with other things, and which is which is why I like the um, like making videos about it, um, because the video is what stays, and you can look at the art through that forever, and you don't even have to have the art. Yeah. So I, I like the idea of like just having art that disappears, you know, like chalk. Yeah. I see, you've been doing Recently a lot of like chalk art. Chalk stuff, dude. Um, it's super I, fun. I used to love like making these awesome like sandcastles and stuff with my family and like you know yeah you're just you know it's gonna die right soon but it's just you're doing it for the fun of it yeah um because i feel like that's that's really what it's all about it's just that's what it comes down to it's just fun to do and it doesn't matter if it's gonna gonna last or not it's not about it's never i think that's been a theme with my art is like it's never really been about the end piece it's always just been about doing it yeah no and i think that's what i've kind of been growing towards because 
I guess like just I don't know going to school for art researching a lot of like famous artists like wanting to like become like a an artist yeah for a job and like sell your art right um yeah I mean that's just not like <laughs> it's not it's not what it's about it's not what it's about no <laughs> I just don't I don't know I've given I've stopped giving a damn about all that yeah recently I don't know not recently but like since since those classes I guess mm. I don't know it's just it's really I've changed my opinion on art a lot more than most things in the past bunch of years I guess it's just one of the more interesting things it's kept it's kept it's like the only thing that's really kept my attention all these years alright thanks for that Evan appreciate it now we're gonna sit down with Mundria and in order to understand more about the passion that goes into one's craft we need to understand why people even create in the first place so Mundria why do you create art that's my main thing like I, I don't really too much create for anybody else I just I like to make myself proud and I'm like okay yeah this looks real good I did this nobody else can nobody can take this away from me Yep. Yeah. I look at it. Sometimes I go back. Sometimes I go back and I'm like, you know what? There's one more thing I can add to just make this perfect. Like with these animations, the video I showed you him rapping, I did it. And at first I was like, yeah, I did this. This looks perfect. And I, I watched it over and over again. And I think like maybe at my 20th time watching it, I was like, you know what? I need to add something else. <laughs> and then I resaved it and I went back, watched it again. And I was like, you know what? I need to add something else. Because <laughs> it's just, you know, everything looks so perfect. And then once you get it perfect, you're like, wow, I could just take this even further. Yeah. All right, thank you for that, Mundria. Appreciate it. Now we're going to sit down with Raina as she tells us what it means to be an artist. Did you consider yourself, always consider yourself an artist or was that no. something, do you consider yourself an artist now? Yeah, for sure. So what caused that shift? Um, I think it was just the, the care that I put into the, the art that I was making. Yeah. Like, not necessarily the care, but like... Before, I would just do art when, like, I felt like it, and I still do, but now I feel like I must do art. Like, I don't, I don't know, I feel like I must do art, mm. and before it was just, like, once in a while I would sporadically, like, find myself doodling on, in the sketchbook of, or not sketchbook, or maybe sketchbook, but, like, in class, just covering my my journals and, and flowers and bullshit and whatever you know <laughs> that was me all the time so I never considered myself an artist because like I wasn't actually going out and buying like supplies just for fun to create yeah it was like oh I'm just here and wasting time and drawing kind mm -hmm. or I was in class and that was the project or or maybe I was at home and I just pulled out some paper and wanted to do something but until I like went out and purchased like everything I thought I needed yeah and actually started to like 
create from there, then that's when I started to feel like I was actually an artist. All right, thanks, Raina. I really appreciate that. Now we're going to sit down with Zach, and he's going to tell us why it's not only important to create art, but to share this love and passion of art with others. So you're basically just trying to help these raw, like your friends or people you knew, trying to help them get their art out? Yeah. Trying to, yeah, so why why'd you want to do that, or what? why'd you just try to start that? Just a love for the art. Yeah. I always loved art and being around art, I loved talking about art, I liked like projecting art onto people. Yeah. It's really fun, like giving a pin to somebody, you know, like I, I think that that's, you know, pretty cool. Uh, you know, you, you just kind of get to be like, you know, I think that this is, this is you. Yeah. And you know, if they accept it, then it kind of is. And then, you know, I don't know, it's a cool way for them to flex your homie's artwork. All right, thanks, Zach. That was awesome. Now we're going to sit down with Josh, and he's going to tell us a little bit about what he's trying to express with his love and passion for art. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we got so much shit, so this is getting, like, philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think at the core, yeah, we're, we have a, a desire to create, you know, create life, create different forms, create new ideas. Right. You know, and evolve in that sense. So with that, is there something you're trying to express with your creations or is this just an outlet? Hmm. I think it's just an expression of, of ideas I have, man. You know, some of my art, um, you know, is more political and has like a message, you know, some of the things I do with, you know, with paste ups, um, and some of the, you know, canvases and stuff I've done, but, um, what are you doing with the paste ups? Um, like anti-racism, man, more like, you know, um, they're really evocative and kind of, you know, questioning, you know, white Americans to think about their racial privilege and think about their part in reproducing racism systemically. Um, so those are some of the messages. And, um, you know, I just started some two um, on recycle bins that'll probably only stay up for like two days, but, you know, recycle like self-love, altruism, you know, like transcendence, just ideas of things that you want to keep like you know, you don't want to throw away in your life. You want to keep them being recycled. Right. All right. Thank you, Josh. That was awesome. Now we're going to talk with Ben, and he's going to tell us about why he thinks it's important to create and put your art out into the world. It makes it easy to churn, to churn out lots of artwork, too, when it's just like, there's a need for this to be. Like, there is a need for this thing to exist. Yeah. You know, and it's like the response that this elicits in people that makes like th that's a valuable service right? to, you know, it's like if, you know, if you, if you look at a punk rock black cat, you know, and you're just like, brings joy. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, that's yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's a thing. And I'm glad <laughs> it's a thing. Awesome. That's a positive thing. I think that that's that that's a, a thing that is that's a worthwhile service to be able to provide to people. Have you found that with your art? It, it, well, yeah, yeah, at times I feel that way. Yeah, yeah. It's like I look at it like that makes me happy, uh, and that makes it that makes it worth just making the thing. Right. You know, having done the thing, it makes you know seeing like okay. This thing exists. I like this thing. That's worth the effort of doing it. 
of, of, of like conceiving it and like having it, you know, it's like uh, of having done it. Yeah. Being able to like bring the creation yeah. from your mind into reality. Yeah. Being able to not only have that for myself, but then also being able to have somebody else have, if not the same, but a similarly valuable you know, experience in responding to it. Yeah. Okay. That's worth producing it in a way to, you know, to, to transfer it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just a thing that exists like in my iPad or in my notebook or just uh, in my brain. Right. You know, it's like, you know, just some, (laughs) some cool thing that's like that. Yes, Yes. Yes. It's not just some, thing like that it's you know it's 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 moved on into a it's now operating on a different plane yeah. essentially you have to like manifest it into the world yes yeah yeah it's like it's now gone from just my inner world to now the outer world to other people's outer world wherein it can be accepted into their inner world all right thank you ben that was amazing now we're gonna sit down with claire and she's going to talk about how she turned her art from just being a hobby into a full-on passion. What, what, what would you say, like, art is for you now? More like a passion. Yeah. And I'm trying to make it an income. Okay. So how'd it so, go from yeah. being a hobby to a passion? So that's... It changed. Um, I... I got married a, long, a while ago, and yeah. I had this 10-year relationship and had a son and all these things. And art was kind of, like, I did some canvases for our walls, but it was never a huge part of my life. And right. then um, after we divorced, that's when I just dove in. Interesting. And I really, I was like, what am I going to do with my life now? Just because, like, you had free time or, or an emotional release? Or... I think it was an emotional release. Um, I had some free time because I didn't have my son all the time anymore. Right. You know, we have 50-50 custody, so I just had a lot more time, and I was, like, I was going through this whole change of how I looked at the world and my life and what I wanted it to be. Because I worked at Citigroup for a while when I was married, and that's how I met my my husband at the time. And I just knew I didn't want to go back to corporate, someone else running my life and working a 40-hour week and yeah. all that. So I just started diving in. Well, and art, art like felt like a way to get out of out of that, the corporate life? Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I, I wanted to be my own boss. Yeah. Thank you for that, Claire. Now we're going to talk with Sam, and he's going to tell us a little bit about where he gets his inspiration from. Where do you get your inspiration from? I'd say nature, like I said, for sure. Uh, space, that's a part of nature that I feel like some artists neglect. I can understand why, though. It's like a big thing to tackle. And something I've like gotten into a bit with is like the non-linear way of thinking when you kind of like let the creative process go of what I'm going to do next a little bit. And then like things happen that you kind of don't remember a little bit, but you're like, okay, cool, cool. (laughs) So don't, don't think so much about what you're going to do next. My practices go to piece to piece so much that you like kind of forget what your plan is and it all kind of flows together, but like in a cohesive way, not like losing its like original structure, you know? Thanks for that, Sam. Now we're going to talk with C and she's going to tell us about how important it was for others to support her art in the beginning 
and how we should all be supporting each other's art. I know you have stuff in Denver Art Society and Spectra, mm-hmm. and you've done a bunch of art shows. I think it was around 2012, I went to an art show, and it was a really cool little gallery, and one of the one of the members, Karina Espinoza, she, uh, she just said to me, do you make art? And I was like, yeah, but I mean, it's not good enough to hang on the wall. And she was like, put it in a frame, bring it in, we'll hang it up. And I was like, really? So I got the art bug off that. Once I got in, it was, I had never had a lot of like in-person friends before. All of my friends were like, 99% of them were online. So I think I did get caught up in the rush of people, real people, you know, and that's really fun. Yeah. It's like being able to interact with real people and have someone buy your work in front of you and take it home. And you're like, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> After hanging your art up in this gallery and you didn't feel like it deserved to be on the wall, how did that change? And like, what was your journey of displaying art and putting it in galleries? Did that change after you hung that piece up? Did it feel like it was supposed to be on the wall? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like six or eight year old me would have been like, yeah, I should have 10 galleries and fill all. And if you talk to any child, that is what they think, yeah. you know. Um, and somewhere along the line through my teenage years, I kind of lost that self-esteem or it got hidden. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly felt like nothing I made was good or good enough or worthy. It was really important to have the kindness of someone say, bring your art in and we'll hang it up and you'll see there's something for everybody. And actually having the art in the gallery and being able to like advertise an art show and have friends and family see it. And you're like, oh, you're on the wall. People treat you differently. It's really funny. It was actually a moment of actually opening my eyes, waking up in bed and going, oh, I've got art on the wall somewhere. You know, that means a lot. That also taught me a lot too about trying to welcome others into the art community. Like, because it's not that hard to get your art on the wall or to get in a gallery yeah, you feel like a king or a queen or, you know, right. it feels pretty good. I think it's gone a long way into helping me feel like really more extroverted and happier and excited. There's always something exciting to look forward to. Thank you. See, now we're going to talk with Armandu and he's going to tell us how the work you do not only affects you, but it can affect the others in the world. Did that change your photography when yes. the cameras came out? Yeah, yeah, they, they changed it a lot. In the editing, in the printing, and that's where I where I really start. Like I used to use the the sunlight and the natural light. The moment that I really be focused on lightning and stuff, because I was now I was trying to reach a certain quality. Mm-hmm. Every time I went in in, in in some website and see someone make a pictures, yeah. I said that's what I want to do. I don't ask how you do it, but, but I'm going to do my own composition. And then I start to say, yeah, people are playing a lot with, with the lighting. Yeah. So yeah. so before when you were shooting film, it was more just, just for fun, shooting funny funny pictures? Yeah, it's still for fun. And then it's still for fun, Yeah. but more focused on, on quality. Yeah, quality, messages. I'm most uh, in art now. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing it no more for myself, Yeah. but it's for, for the others to see. Hmm. How Pretty things massive. look like. What are you trying to get others to see? What I see from my camera. Yeah. The fact that you, you sit somewhere, saw something, and you say, oh, this is nice. I have to share it. And when you share it, you want the, the people's re- reaction to be the same, like, oh, that's nice too. What's been the most uh, pivotal part of your photography journey? It was a picture. It was a picture? Yeah. One picture? One picture. What? You know, me, I, I don't do setup. When, when I'm making my, doing my picture, 
It don't take me one minute. On my picture is from one to thirty second. I do. I only do an instant picture. I can make one one shot, check the quality, and change it. That's it. So I was back home, sitting in front of our house, and there was a little girl coming, and I and I just told her stop. She stopped and I took the picture. She was smiling and she left. I kept the picture for like four four years without editing. But the day that I go to that folder, upload the picture on Lightroom, man, that was something else. Everything was perfect. The composition, the little girl face, her eyes. Until now, that's my favorite picture all time. And I took that picture eight years after to go visit the family. I framed it and everything. And when I went there, I found out that the girl went into the car accident, and some of her part of her face was messed up. And they put they uh, she wearing a veil now. And when I came with, with, with the picture, I, I I did not know, but the family was shocked. Yeah, it was a shock like to see how she was and. And her situation. Thank you for that, Amadou. Now we're going to talk with Kat, and she's going to tell us a little bit about how she grew and how we can all grow and progress our skills. And then two years after graduating from college, I always knew, I, I don't know, I got this idea when I was a freshman to move to Colorado when I was in school. Um, I had a, a student that was with me for a class. She was one of the ones who dropped out, but she... Um, she did these like landscape drawings and she was i think from colorado springs and they were like wild to me i was like this is <laughs> awesome and i loved her work so much and then i was like okay i guess if you want to learn how to do landscapes you should probably move to colorado <laughs> and that seed was planted and then six years later you know i saved up enough money and i moved to colorado and that's when i started making work again and i i always wanted to learn how to paint landscapes and the best teacher is nature and just like learning from observation. Yeah. So I started plein air painting. I didn't even know it had a name. I just was like, well, I feel like people go and paint on easels like outside and like that makes sense to me. Yeah. It's called plein air painting. Plein air painting. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a French term. I didn't know it had a name, but I, um, so I started doing that and, you know, and I got better and I got better and. You know, I'm still, you get better every time you do it. And so, like, last summer I was painting. I was going out and doing camping trips and doing four paintings in a camping trip and doing two, two a week because I wasn't working. So, yeah, you know, I improved so much. Um, so if you want to learn how to do anything, you just have to do it from observation. Yeah. Yeah. And then all my painting outside started to influence my sculptural works. So I usually paint in the summer, and then I do my books in the winter. Thank you for that, Kat. Now we're going to talk with Andy. He's going to tell us a little bit about the therapeutic aspects of art. To me, that's what it's all about. I don't care about selling it. Um, you know, getting your name out there, of course, is great. But just the process of creating art and going through it is so therapeutic. And that's basically, I mean, I use it for, for therapy. It's therapy every day, you know, I don't have to pay for it. Art saved me. I was really, three years ago, man, super hard time. Just had like a emotional and mental breakdown. And that's when I decided I'm not gonna work anymore for anybody and I just wanna focus on my art and totally saved me. It was fantastic. I have like PTSD and stuff like that and art is, it helps 150%, so yeah. great. And it gives me a chance to just zone out and be in my element and do what I do. And uh, yeah, you don't think about anything else. and. 
and it gives you a chance to kind of not really reflect, but just kind of, you know, if, if you're having a tough day, it's a good way for me to emotionally calm down as well. You know, it's, it's a very calming thing to do art, any kind of art, music or whatever, just to calm down and kind of get in your zone. Thank you, Andy. Now we're going to talk with Molly, who's going to talk about how her craft of fashion design helps others express themselves. I'm all about, like, wanting to uh, help people express their individuality. Yeah. Um, I grew up, uh, I went to a really small Catholic school, uh, kindergarten through eighth grade, and I felt like I had to fit in. I felt like I had to do a lot to try to fit in, and it, like, was really hard on me, like, all throughout, until I started going to art school, pretty much, and still, until I was, like, in a place where it was, like, all these people were like me, all these people, mm. like, you know, had this sense of, like, wanting to express something that, you know, you can't really express in words, and wanted yeah. to create, and, um... So just like, just being able to create something that's one of a kind, that no one else will have anything that's exactly the same, I find um, very like uplifting. And like, I put my heart into that to, you know, really speak to the person who wears it and let them like know that they're special because we all are like special and there's no one else exactly like us. So um, I do like creating like a, a wardrobe that is has that sense around it yeah and is that just like like through the fact that each piece is completely its own um that's just through my heart yeah that's you know just just what i want to do just what um because i know like expressing yourself can be really difficult whether it's words or like what you wear or um how you carry yourself and you know, I just want to like spread, spread the thought and the idea and the energy that everyone's beautiful and you know should and deserves to like recognize that within themselves. Yeah. And you know what you wear is part of your expression. So like you know if what you wear makes you feel beautiful. Like, <laughs> and it's like one of a kind. Like, yeah, it's special. Thank you for that, Molly. Now we're gonna talk with Mike, who's gonna tell us a little bit about the fun and connection he feels from creating art. Have you been drawing and into art ever since you were five? Um, yeah. Yeah. I've pretty much been drawing. Um, I haven't been consistent from like five to up to now, but I think about two years ago I started really being consistent, going every day, started to take art a little bit more seriously and mm. inter interpreting like more things into my art, more meaning into my art. I just started taking it serious a couple of years ago, but I always just love to do it just for fun, honestly. Yeah. So, like, before two years, it was more just this escape that was that was fun? Yeah, it was more so of that, but now whenever I get on a piece of paper, it's like I want to do something that I enjoy, mm -hmm. but I also want to do something that I can connect to. Thank you for that, Mike. Last but not least, we're going to talk with Brendan, and he's going to tell us about how art is perceived. Oh, no, my favorite thing about music is melodies, like just playing around with melodies and uh, how the notes interact, dude, it's nuts. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Like, certain notes change based on notes before them. It's so weird. You know, right. you got seven notes, bro. But they can all sound different in different orders and different... You know what I mean? It's like, dude, that's cool. I mean, that's like, like, colors look differently against other colors, you know? 
similar shit. Like the exact same I wonder, same like, color. what's happening here? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're seeing these, like, exact same parallels in these different, like, art forms. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the space between the notes. The space between the notes. Mm-hmm. That's what I think music is, is the silence between the notes, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for checking this out and any other episodes you've watched or listened to i appreciate it so much everyone who's been on the show you guys are amazing let me know if you guys have any ideas for the show what you'd like to see what you'd like to hear about anything at all love to hear from you guys only have one more question i'm wondering what does art mean to you boom we out motherfucker oh for listening share this with your friends if you liked it and don't forget to be cool peace out Next time, we out.